All right, everybody, thanks again for tuning in to KOVE 1330 AM, 107.7 FM, Community Connected. You're listening to Coffee Time. I'm your host, Vince Tropea. As I mentioned before the break, we're in studio today with Connie O'Donohue and Joseph Fountain, the writers and creators of Seattle Crew. It's a TV pilot they wrote. Uh, the name of the pilot is Hurricanes and Honeybees. Very cool sounding show. Very unique premise. Uh, but they're going to be doing some live reads here in Lander and Riverton uh, today and tomorrow. Really cool concept of getting performers uh in a room together where they can read the script out loud. It's a part of the creative process that folks may not know about. We're excited to hear about it here today. But uh, that live reading tonight will be at the Lander Art Center at 6.30 and tomorrow at the Riverton Branch Library Community Room also at the same time. Before we dive into talking about the live readings, uh, a little bit of history and the origins of the pilot itself, how is everybody doing this morning? We're doing really great. Thanks for having us. Connie, thanks for coming in today. I'm doing well. Thanks again. And Joseph, once again, appreciate both of you taking the time to chat with us today about Seattle Crew. Uh, very intriguing premise, and uh, I- I'm excited to learn about um, the origins of the TV pilot. How did you guys decide that this was a subject matter that you wanted to tackle? And uh, if you could let our listeners know what the TV pilot is about. Well, it began because I Joseph is a professor of psychology at the at Central Wyoming College, and I'd taken his class, and he likes to go off on tangents. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we were kind so, of chatting before before he, he we, I was warned uh, before the interview that there may be tangents, yeah. but I'm all for it. So, so I learned about his background with the Seattle Police Department and working in crisis unit, um, so I thought that was an excellent idea for a television show, and I roped him into helping me write it. And is that what CRU stands for? That's a it's crisis response unit. That's what that's what uh, CRU stands for. The actual unit is the CRT, crisis response team. We changed it up a little bit uh, for the for the show. Well, it's a, it's a great title. It's a great premise. Uh, give us a little bit. I'd love to hear firsthand from you. Uh, you you were working in this field. Uh, what about it made you want to dramatize it? I think it's a really, really important topic. Uh, There's a lot of misunderstanding. There's a lot of stereotyping uh, and stigmatizing of people with mental illness, um, but also a lot of misunderstanding about what police officers do in response uh, to people in crisis. And uh, so when Connie came to me with this idea, I was all fully on board, um, really trying to break some of those stereotypes, really trying to um, adjust some of that stigma. and really humanize those who are suffering from mental illness. Well, it's great that you're doing that too, because that is always, um, uh, whenever I watch movies and TV shows, one of the things I always find most interesting is uh, the, the process of de-escalation. I mean, that in itself is an art form, and, and like I said, it's, it's ripe for um, for tragedy, for drama, for storytelling. Tell us then a little bit about why then you wanted to do this in the TV format, maybe as opposed to um, uh, filmmaking or uh, writing a book, documentary. We wanted to reach the broadest audience possible, and that is broadcast television. So we wrote it specifically to be seen by the masses. Hopefully it'll um, give them some more insight and help people that are dealing with struggles. 14 million Americans a year have mental health crisis. So we wanted to make it to kind of take it out of the shadows and make it accessible to people so that they could start uh, finding answers for themselves. 
and put it at the forefront because uh, like we said just a moment ago too, you watch some TV shows. That's uh, the the cold open to a TV show is uh, someone with a mental health issue that they're addressing. And then it moves on from that to to the bo- the bulk of the episode or the the big crime for the episode. But there's so many stories that could be told within this facet. Right. And many of the stories that we have in the pilot are based on actual events from Joseph's experience. So we have the the benefit of credibility and authenticity that it'd be hard for for someone just coming in and trying to write a script like this without that background. It Mm -hmm. would be nearly impossible to get it right. What was the uh, writing process like then? Uh, Did you know um, immediately that uh, you had a pilot on your hand here or that this was going to be something that could potentially be a series? Um, And how long did it take? Connie is an award-winning screenwriter and she's written for TV in the past. This whole process was new uh, to me. I'm going to let her respond uh, to that. Perfect. Um, we knew that we wanted it to be a series that went on for multiple years. So we had established in the pilot our core group of characters that the audience could relate to. And they are a special type of police officers who are specifically trained to deal with mental health crises. So the writing process began where we had to, first we came up with the characters. A lot of those are uh, inspired by actual people as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's another benefit of having Joseph on my team. And um, then we started by beating out the scenes that we knew we needed. Uh, we wanted to show at least two large episodes of people having a mental health crisis and how the police deal with it in a way that people probably haven't seen before. A lot of television shows the people with mental health issues are the bad guys, the ones that need right. to be caught. Or or it's very one note. Like I was right. kind of touching on before, it's a very one note. Uh, it's, it's their whole... Their whole personality, their whole character is their mental illness, and there's so much more to it than that. Right. They're treated like a mental illness instead of like a person dealing with an issue. So we wanted to buck up against that, and we wanted to show a more realistic way of doing it. So once we had the the story beats in place, then we got down to actually writing the pilot, and we wrote together often, and then we would kind of divide and conquer some scenes that needed to be um, revamped or rewritten. And we just keep going. And, and as Joseph come, came to find out, writing is really rewriting. Mm-hmm. So we spend mm-hmm. a lot of time revising. Um, I'm not sure that he enjoys that part as much as I do. <laughs> but it's a big part of the process. It is a good part of the process. And what were, if any, of the other roadblocks or hurdles you may have faced during that writing process? Were there uh, uh, subject matter that you thought maybe we don't want to broach this or something that you wanted to tackle on with a little bit more detail? Uh, what was that process like? Well, for me, never having done anything like this, it, it was it and, it and it continues to be a real uh, a real learning experience for me. Um, I've really come to uh, to appreciate visualizing. You know, how is this going to show up on the screen? How is this going to read on the screen? Not only and not only visually, but what kind of emotions are we bringing up? And if we get too we get too intense then and, and really trying to avoid cliches. Mm -hmm, mm Um, so that for me, that's been a big part of the process of, you know, how is this going to read, you know, is, how is what we're writing, um, ultimately going to play on the screen. And so that's why this read through is, has just been a really wonderful experience. The, uh, actors have been in rehearsal since last week and, uh, 
uh, we got to sit in on in, on all of those rehearsals and you know watching them engage with engage with the characters, watching them um, enact the emotions and the um, the incidents that were that were were uh, trying to uh, trying to convey. Uh, has been has been a, a big important part of the process. We've made some some changes just based on what we've seen in rehearsals, and and so that's been uh, been really really worthwhile. And I think that's a perfect segue into talking about uh, tonight's live reading that's going to be happening at the uh, Lander Art Center at six thirty. And this is once again thanks to the Communal Pancake Group, uh, local performers and entertainers, actors, actresses that uh, uh, do events like these. And it'll be also going on tomorrow at the Riverton Brand library community room at 6 30 uh, what do folks need to know about these live reads is it open to the public do they need to register all the details it is open to the public you might want their space is limited so you might want to grab your ticket you can do that by going to communalpancake.com and and holding your spot perfect mm -hmm. and uh one thing I did want to ask too about uh, the importance of doing these types of live reads and everything during the live read process and in the rehearsal process that you've seen so far, have there been things that you've seen that um, uh, that you're going to be taking to the next stage of rewriting already that you're mm -hmm. excited about? They're like, oh, maybe we didn't think of this thing or maybe uh, it, it wasn't being conveyed how you thought it was going Definitely, to be. Definitely. We did come up with some surprises when the actors were reading it and we and we're getting feedback from the actors as they're doing it about questions about their characters or comments or things that they uh, feel in the dialogue might be said differently that comes out more effective. And we're taking that all in. And one of the most important things we're hoping to get from this is feedback from the audience as well, because they're the, the television show's first audience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're looking for any questions, comments, feedback that'll help us polish the script and get it closer towards production. And I think that may be one thing, and you can touch on this a little bit more. Uh, you've, you've had professional experience in the past, too. A lot of people don't know this about when they go to write screenplays and uh, for TV and film is, you know, you can't write angrily says or you can't write those emotions in there. You can't write um, direction. We zoom in on you've got to figure out how to write things in a way that people are going to uh, just naturally infer that that's how it should be conveyed visually or on a performance level. What has that kind of been like for you? And that's totally true. You, you can we can only write things that can be seen or heard. So we can't have someone remembers or someone imagines, or someone is thinking this or that, it has to be portrayed. So we have to give the actors enough information so they know if it, the line is supposed to be said sarcastically. We have to write the line so that they have no other way to say it. Or, or if someone is getting um, angry, we have to put that in the descriptions of what the characters are doing or saying. And these live reads do really help with that process then of knowing if uh, you've, you've done that the way that you intended. It absolutely does. And then my last question is um, for folks who are interested in following along with this whole process. Do you guys have a website? Do you have a Facebook page, social media uh, where people can follow along with Seattle crew? Not currently. Not currently? <laughs> yeah. Under construction. 
under construction yeah. uh, because once again, this is all still the beginning phases. This is yes. you're, you're putting it out there. Um, you're, you're seeing what the response is going to be because yeah, you have the live read now, and now that's going to lead to the next stage of writing. Then correct? Yes, and we're we're certainly supportive of the uh, the Writers Guild, and so we will oh. will not be marketing this until after that is resolved. So that gives us a little bit more lead time to make those revisions, really polish it, and then also build out all of that infrastructure behind it, uh, such as websites and social media presence and stuff. And uh, yeah, for any of our listeners who don't know, uh, current, there's a writer's strike that's currently going on right now. So that's very cool that you guys are showing that support and showing um, your, your support of that cause as well. But moving forward then, um, how will people, what, what's the next stage for Seattle Crew after this, after the next writing, um, the l- next level of writing based on the feedback from the live reads, what's, what's next? The next draft is going to go back to our manager who's in Los Angeles. And then her job is to find people who are interested in the show and to pitch it to them. So once the writer's strike is over, she'll be able to take it out to producers that she knows um, who will bid for the show. And I've always been interested interested in this, uh, and for myself personally as a writer, uh, are you do you do you will you two be involved with that pitch process? Because I know pitching is an art form on its own. So is, is that another skill that you have to learn, or is uh, do you have someone that's going to be able to do that for and with you? We'll be doing it ourselves. I think Joseph is a natural. So <laughs> well, and that that, that lends, that's very true because when you have someone who has that lived in experience who has done it, be able, like, that's the perfect time for tangents. They want the details. They want the context and you'll be able to provide that in spades. I'm also a little bit of a ham actor, so <laughs> I can. That's what, yeah, I was, I know, I yeah, the before the interview yeah. started, you did say that we were, we're going to be getting a, a big wrestling style intro for when these uh, live <laughs> reading, I haven't heard that yet. So here, here's your opportunity, Sunday, Thursday, 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 right? Or Wednesday, 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 right? Tonight, tonight only. Tonight or tonight. <laughs> but that always lends itself really well to the pitch process. And I'm excited for you guys. And, um, I find this very fascinating and very interesting. Uh, was there anything else that you think that our listeners and eventual readers might want to know either about yourselves, Seattle crew or the live readings? I, I really um, am looking forward to the opportunity of reaching a really wide audience and bringing some, uh, bringing some truth to mental illness. Um, so many misconceptions about it. And as I mentioned um, before, so many, so many stigma, uh, surrounding it that, you know, we're, we're educating people while we're entertaining them, which is a, you know, the best form of best form of teaching, best form of learning. Um, you know, just for example, in this, in this first pilot, we, uh, we have the characters talking about, uh, schizophrenia and instead of this, you know, stereotypical cliche person, you know, freaking out hearing the voices, um, they, we, we get more into really what's it like to live with schizophrenia. What is the, uh, what are the symptoms of disorganized thinking? How does that really significantly affect your life? It's a really, it's a really sad life. And, um, and so humanizing it in that way, I'm just so grateful for that opportunity to, to reach that wider audience and, and helping people to understand that, um, you know, people all around them are su- suffering in ways that we don't often talk about and we don't often understand. Well, and like you said, it's not the the cliche depiction of, of the type of person you would immediately visualize. I mean, it's your coworkers, it's your family members that are out functioning every day in society that are having these struggles. Right. And, it's, and also, it's a different breed of cop. 
they're they're trained to handle this specifically and they have different tactics because too often we see how it can end tragically if an armed response is called for uh, when someone is in a mental health crisis. We've seen that over and over again. So across the country, um, agencies are trying to implement these crisis response teams. So we wanted to be on the forefront of that and spread the word about that through the show. And that's insanely important right now because of the national mental health issues that we're facing. You know, if you have someone there that's trained that can talk someone down who's going through an instant, it, it's not going to lead to violence. It's not going to lead right. to uh, the things that it could. Right. But uh, hats off to you guys for uh, being able to take this subject matter and turn it into an art form, turn it into uh, storytelling. Uh, as I mentioned before, I'm very excited to see uh, what's next in the process for it. Appreciate you both for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Vince. Once again, that was Connie and Joseph, uh, creators and writers of Seattle Crew TV pilot that's going to be having the live readings tonight at the Lander Art Center at 6.30 and tomorrow evening in the Riverton Library Community Room at the Riverton Branch Library, also at 6.30. You can get your tickets on communalpancake.com. And uh, that's the best way to let them know how many folks are going to be showing up. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, more coffee time after a quick word from our sponsors. <laughs> 